This episode of Actually Like is brought to you by viewers like you. Thank you. It's Actually Like, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one podcast in the world. What? In the world. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Today on Actually Like, we're going to learn the true secrets of Broadway. How many people do you know on Broadway? None is the answer. We're also going to hear from super rap star, creator of hit song Polish Girls, Zerky. On today's episode, stick around for the true secrets of Broadway and the SoundCloud rap scene. James, you went for 40 seconds straight. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? My name is James. Um, I'm very happy to be on this podcast uh, alongside me. Today is Patrick Angelaccio. I also got the wonderful Isabel Kagi. Hi. Okay. <laughs> and I'm very happy to be here. I'm very blessed. It's a blessing. It's a blessing and an honor. Yeah. <laughs> it was your stomach. Yeah, I did. Isabel's James stomach's making some weird noises. Yeah, yep, Isabel. Man, all right, Patrick. What's up, man? <laughs> This show, this show is so awesome. I've been begging this guy. I've been begging this guy to do something like this for like the last two months. I was at a bagel shop. I remember, which is on on my TikTok, and I was like, "You need to do this right now, right now." Well, and he did it, (laughs) and the rest is history. I received a text message at approximately four o'clock this afternoon to come on this podcast. I was like, "You know, we should be on it." Another friend of mine. <laughs> if I haven't had no friends on it, yeah. Facts. Um, you are correct because I. You also. Well, it was supposed to be you and I. Yeah. For a bit, and then uh-huh. you were like, "No, this should be your thing." I agree. And then you said, "I can be the I can be the stats guy, and I could I you know I I would say some BS, and you'd be like, "All right, the news article is uh, like, from December eighteenth, two thousand eight. You know, Jamie on uh, the Joe Rogan." Well, <laughs> a lot of a lot of suburban white males love Joe Rogan. I found I, this out, and right? I I am I am amongst that majority of people that really like him. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Is Joe Rogan? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I'm just playing. <laughs> well, apparently, well, <laughs> well apparently we're beating him out here. You know, so no, no, no. no I, I just think it's of, uh, you know, listen, like I don't agree wholeheartedly with everything. <laughs> like I'm not like. Well, he said it, so it's right. Like I'm not that kind. He's got, I'm not some, that he's guy. got some crazy stuff out there. Well, that's what you're saying, but there's Alleged. people out there. People are gonna come cancel you for that. Okay, okay tell go you ahead. That. <laughs> but um, I do actually like a lot of um, just the plethora of different people he has because he has yeah, people. And that's that's what's weird is like even if he does say crazy stuff, it's like all right now we've Robert Downey Jr. and it's like how you can Robert Downey exactly. Jr. and Neil deGrasse Tyson on a show that's talking about microdosing, right? <laughs> Today, we're not talking about microdosing. We have we have some pretty good questions today. First off, James, your introduction. All right, your most famous YouTube video. It's got six point eight thousand views on oh Rockhampton. You have a <laughs> one, one and a half thousand followers and two hundred thirty six thousand likes on TikTok. Wait, I, I do. You. Yeah, three. Wait, how much I have? Two hundred thirty six thousand likes. Nice. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Isabel, since I did yours, literally. 20 minutes ago, I have <laughs> amazing tap dancer, three IMDb, two, three, three, credits. I'll give you the credit, nice. an Oklahoma dancer, and a friend since second grade. Oklahoma dancer. Tap? What, Tapper. What would you, 
actor, I'm an actor, tapper, dancer, singer. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Okay. There's a NAB song, actually, that that goes tap, 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 tap. Well, I'm not trying to get copyrighted, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. But it kind of reminds me of of what you're doing, because you're out there tapping. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if the two of you would like to give me a number between 1 and 14... I have, this is the starting question. I'll let you guys pick. I've been blabbering. I think you should pick it. Four. Well, you guys can each give me four. One. four. You, so, Isabel, your question will be, you have to describe your life using a movie title. Okay, James, which one do you want? I want seven. Seven? All right. I will say two people have said seven. It's just, it's halfway. It's a good one, though. Yeah, it's a very okay. good one, uh, which is why it's seven. <clears throat> you can fight anyone in the world if you win... You get their skills, their money, whatever. If you lose, you lose everything. Who are you throwing hands with? This okay. Wait, is this a movie title this is that, a movie that I'm already making exists? Up? Okay. No, no, no. This is like you could. I've heard like up, and that's fine. But you know, you're creative, so. Um, I'll come back. Okay. I'll come back. All right, all right. You want me to go? Yeah. If you got one. Jacob Paul. That is who I would fight. <laughs> you can fight. You would win. I mean, I think it'd be I, I, if I trained. Yeah. I, 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 no, I mean, there's a lot of people. I, I, I don't. I'm not. See, here's the thing. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Patrick. Okay. You know, if I could love one person and then get Fine, everything, you can marry one person and get half of their stuff. Think uh, half of their stuff. Well, yeah, it's a marriage. I'll be generous. Hmm. Isabel's Googling movies. <laughs> I would marry Mr. Rogers because he just seems like such a nice sure. guy. I swear to God, I was looking up the title of his movie because he's I a, have his shirt. It's called yeah. The Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And um, that describes your life? That describes my life. I, I, used to watch, I used to watch Mr. Rogers a lot. Yeah, Will I You Be My Neighbor. I, huh? Yeah, that will was the Tom Hanks movie. Be my yeah, and I then, know. I saw yeah, that. That's and a I great cried. flick. That's a great I flick. Cried. I haven't seen it yet. You gotta see it. I cried to the trailer. I was like, "This, this is, is fantastic. beautiful," and I never saw the movie. He's cause... in. Like, if you ever read into like Spot. any of the stuff he does, it's insane. What? Like, uh, what do you mean? Like, he would keep his health or his weight at one hundred forty-three pounds. Because that's what he weighed one for yes every day he would measure himself he would wake up at four thirty he would do some reflecting some prayers swim at the YMCA go back start writing because he wanted to clear his mind and he would weigh one hundred forty three pounds each day because I love you one four three what yeah no way so like that that's that's that oh, was his mind yeah that's, wow. and that's Thomas Hank. No. No, this is oh, Mr. Wait. Rogers. That's, that's oh, that's real, real Mr. Would, Rogers. He would meet people, like, if he, like, he met somebody that was sick. Mm-hmm. He would ask them his, their name, and then he'd write their name in his prayer book. Mm-hmm. And wow. he would pray for them every day. night. So he had this giant prayer book. Yeah. That's Not crazy. giant, but, like, it was pretty big. But, like, he'd be, like, he'd go devout. down the list. Yeah. It was pretty, it yeah. was pretty. Well, yeah. shout, yeah. shout out him. I, I loved his, uh, his little model, like, town. I thought mm-hmm. that was so cool. Because it's it just like I I loved models when I was yeah. younger, you know. Yeah. I know. Not like you still models, like models. Not oh. like, yeah. Well, because remember when I went to your house in like seventh grade, you had all those like Lego. Yeah. Mo- that was nuts, and I still remember that. I'm, I, I tried selling them, but they're actually worth like a lot, like 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 a couple grand. Really? Yeah. So I'm keeping them. I'm yeah. Right, I'm, I'm wait. Stonking it. Wait. Stonks. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. If, it's not worth it. No. I, I, wait. I, I think a lot of people they take the wrong message, like. 
when you think I, I had I had Jonathan Thies on, and at the Jester. end I had at the Jester. end it's my at the man. end I I did the sell me this pen. Yeah, I think more people should look at Rogers talking to Senate and convincing them through love and like compassion instead of like this will make you rich and successful. I think that'd be like that's like if you need to like look at some video right now. Definitely check out his like Senate speech. I'll have to watch that when I get home. Because like this, this senator did not want to give them money at all. Well, you know how to sell a pen, right? I do. You you, you ask, what's your name? You say like, my name Jeff. And yeah. then You say, can you write it? And you say, I can't. I have a pen. <laughs> Boom. Blind man. I've seen that video by Mister Mister Jordan. Sure. Michael Jordan Belford. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Michael Jordan, bro. <laughs> Last Actually, dance, baby. I saw this really funny video. Okay. So it was it was this guy with a GoPro on, and it's Dave Chappelle. He goes and oh, hugs yeah. Dave Chappelle, and he's just like the go the go. And Dave Chappelle's like laughing, right? Because he's like hugging him. He's like, and the guy's just like Michael Jordan, the go the go. And he's like, like Dave Chappelle is like historic historically laughing. Yes, and he's hysteric. Hyster- yeah. hysteric about it. But I think we need to. We have to purposely miss like label celebrities i think it's the funniest thing i think they get a kick out of it too like oh. you know you see michael Sarah, and you're just like michael jackson no <laughs> way <laughs> I, would lo- I would love that like There's someone, some, someone came think, up to me and was like I james think, charles i'd be like ah, let's not go. james charles yeah he's canceled yeah. there can only be one james That's not, and you, you were the only james on. yeah i guess so I think there's some actors you could not do that with. If you did that to like Mark Wahlberg, I think you'd punch like you. Or freaking like Morgan Mark. Freeman, he'd be like, "That's really just." I don't think Morgan Freeman would care enough. Actually, frankly, yeah. I don't think he'd care. He's got better. He's got way better. Things he's got to do. better things to do. He'd be like, but, do you want a picture or no? And you'd be like, sure. But imagine going up to Meryl Streep and like misnaming her. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, get out of my face. I'd be like, oh, you have those uh, shoes. And I'd be like, the what? Yeah. yeah, the Morel shoes. That's you. <laughs> Meryl Street, and she's like, "No, that's not me." Yeah, have you ever have you ever met a famous person? Have I? Yeah, uh, I've been outside Kirk Cousins' house. Okay, but no, I don't. I, oh, oh, Richard Dent goes to my gym, Bears player. Uh, to, to he was on the he was he's he was he's pretty good, but like I don't know. I'm not like you I'm didn't not go up to him. Celebrity. No, he's too. That's what I'm saying. Like some celebrities, you can't just like mess with. You know, he's like too big. He does like he genuinely is like like he's I, a huge guy like he would literally and figuratively he would like grab like, your throat and be like hey kid don't talk to me that way he'd be like I'm sorry sir I'm sorry I'm so sorry basically like he's so? got too he's nah, too busy he's too important you know to care like why like hey how you doing like no I just want to be checked into the gym and I'm like okay All right. <laughs> really, like you asked him or he was just well like, no but like he'll just walk in and be like. All right, check me in, and I'm like. You should ask him like, "What was your favorite?" You should dig deep like Nardwar and ask him a question out of the blue. <gasps> I feel like awesome. I feel like the thing with celebs is one people don't treat them like humans. That's the Correct. first thing. They're, That's what I'm saying. Objects. You're saying you're saying take them off that pedestal, miss no, them. No, like no, not not. That's well, okay. I'm joking with oh, that, but no, I think I think that'd be fun. I genuinely, mean, if you ever meet a celebrity and you're actually a fan of them. Mm-hmm. You should ask them a question as if, like, you were in their shoes and wanted to be asked that. Because think about it, like, so many people are like, oh, can you sign this for me? Oh, can I get a oh, picture? What if yeah. you're like, 
how's your Aunt Janie who lives in mm. Canada doing? And I think that'd be too like, creepy. That's a little... Well, okay, maybe not that. Maybe not about their family, but maybe like, oh, like, how did you feel when you this happened? Doing? And yeah. they'd be like, oh, like, I actually felt pretty good. You know, yeah. Oh, for sure. All right, have a good day. You know, like... I mean, that, that to extent is basically what... Yeah, don't I'm ask about their family. Okay, that's... No. that's That was a bad example, but... No, but I mean, to the extent that's what this is going for. Yeah. You know, that's why it's actually like, instead of... I mean, other than copyright reasons, why I couldn't do my original name, but... Which was the DM cast. I well, know. <laughs> no. The Joe cast. The Joe cast. That yeah. is also taken. Actually? I have no clue. Oh. Um, but no, it's like, you know, same thing with like celebrities doing like, you know, paparazzi stuff where they just get asked the same questions all the time. It's all artificial, you know? That's why it's, what's it actually like? So you don't have to lie. Instead of just saying, what's it like? I want you to be genuine. I want you to be real. Like, what's it actually like doing blank, blank, and blank, which is... Well, and that's why Nardwar and, like, like the guy that runs Hot Ones, like, they Sean asked... Evans. Yeah, who, Sean Evans. Who, fun fact for the people listening from Tennessee, is best friends was was the best man at one of our high school teachers' wedding. Um, and he, he, yeah, Mr. Crimson... Uh, Keller. Keller, yeah. Are you serious? Coach Keller roomed with him at U of I. <sighs> Well, yeah, well, that's why those interviewers are so Sean successful. Sean Evans went to U of I. Mm-hmm. He went to Joe's and, like, you know, all the U of I bars. Well, those yes. interviewers are so successful because they don't ask the questions that celebrities are asked every single day. Which is annoying. Which yeah. is annoying. Yeah. It's like, do your research. Which he does. Well, Which his team both does. Both of I them just do. Yeah. yeah, they all, you know. But, like, why do you even need to do your research? Why don't you just talk to them about, like, normal life stuff? Like Because you know? they all have something to sell, you know? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Normally uh, they go on podcasts if they have something coming up. Like what? Like a movie or album to sell. Wait, okay, sell me this cookie right now then. No, I'm not <laughs> selling you a cookie. What are you selling today? I am selling... See? It's not that easy. Yeah, but like usually they're recruited would for you, press junkets. Would you rather sell your soul oh, for God. $20... Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. But this is $20 in... 20 Bitcoin. This is all This is all in 1800 okay? The year is 1800. <laughs> would you rather sell your soul for $20 in 1800 Okay. How much is that? Or, or you would know about cryptocurrency right when it was coming out. Like, you would know. Know about cryptocurrency right now. Okay, well, you're, you're, that's ridiculous. $20 in, like, 1800 is just, like, what, like... Like probably like a couple million now. No one, way. One yeah. Bitcoin was like thirty six k. If you bought them all at like point zero 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 one cent, yeah, that add up. You know, yeah, bit. it's about that passive income. It is about that passive income. Buy the dip, don't sell. All <laughs> <laughs> that, all that, all that to the moon. All right, man. Hit us with another question, you man. Want, this is well. Great. Do you want another number, or do you want to get no, into the I deep? Want, I, I want, want your to get number. Into the deep. You want the yeah? Number. Ooh. Okay. Okay. You guys actually, what's interesting, so I didn't plan this as a, as a team interview, but like j- the questions actually pretty go well together for you guys, which I don't know if that's just because you guys both have the same like great energy and like life experiences or if it's just, just very good I coincidence. I mean, you do have a point. Yeah. Both, both, of both us, creative types. Yeah. Both creative types. Both came from like an immigrant household kind of, mm-hmm. both have been overseas 
My biggest tip to anybody out there, no matter your socio, <laughs> no, this is this is serious. Okay. Right no matter me. your socioeconomic status, no matter your your race, religion. Um, I want you to know that there is a world outside of the United States and there is a world that if you see it and you explore it will change your life. And if it means you working at McDonald's for a year and saving up your paychecks, Mm -hmm. it is 1000% worth because all the experience that you get from traveling is, is it's impeccable. And I'm like, I mean, Going overseas to a country you don't speak the language cool. and just seeing how people interact. I mean, that should be on everyone's bucket list to do. Even if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. No, you should go and do it. If you can study abroad through a scholarship, if you can go and travel somewhere, do it. No matter where you go, mm-hmm. do it. And don't go don't go to Mexico and like to For Cancun. Spring, right? That is – no. Like I'm talking about – Not at all inclusive. <laughs> yeah. Go somewhere crazy. Go to Chile. Go to Argentina. Be safe. Be safe when you go to Argentina because Argentina is wild from what I've heard. Or like Brazil. But go somewhere and really experience another another like culture, culture and another, you know, another religion. And because and, that will expand your, your mind. I feel like a lot of Americans, and this is just from what I've seen maybe in, in, my, in my area, a lot of Americans that are like, I'm not talking like from immigrant households. I'm talking like American Americans are just, they, they don't, they don't see that there is like, they, they don't, they haven't seen another world yet. Yeah. And I think when you see that other world, that just makes you appreciate you being a human so much more. If you don't see it, then you're kind of just going to be like, well, the America is the world, buddy. It's not, let me, let me, spoiler alert. It's not, it is not. And Thankfully, I think me and Isabel um, have been pretty, pretty lucky, um, pretty privileged to have that experience very early on in our lives um, and have been able to see another world. And that that just changes how I look at individuals, how I look at people and how I look at myself. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go free Peace Corps. If you can, if you can. Yeah, that's that's some volunteering. That's giving back to a world like you think you have issues. No. No, like like do sustainable like water agriculture in Ghana. Yeah. Like why okay, do it. And don't do it just to take pictures on Instagram. That's another thing. Volun uh, Oh my god. Volunteerism. Yeah. Oh my god. Don't don't get me started on don't like Yeah, there I've seen some pretty pretty bad people go to go to countries to be like, "I'm a human humanitarian." And you're like, and "No, take, you're not." Yeah, they take a bunch of photos. And you're like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> All right, when you come back, you're you're still going the to you're still, you're still you're still not a good. Uh, you're still, you still got some work to still do. Still got some work to yeah. do. But it is, you know, it's you live and you learn, I guess, right? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, James. Yeah. Isabel, yeah. I'm gonna ask you a question about college. Okay. So, that's what I'm saying. Like you guys, this is pretty interesting. I'm gonna ask you, what's it actually like going to community college? Okay. Isabel, what's it actually like going to Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Like if if you guys each could Big sell it in like a word. Twelve turned us easy. <laughs> Don't give me. I'll get into that one later. Don't give me started on that one yet. Who wants to go first? I I guess I can go first. Because okay. so, like you guys got the whole spectrum here. I mean, I I went to community college because one, I didn't know like what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I still am not. I'm not. I'm getting a degree in something that I'm good at and I like sort of understand and I like. But I, I don't think I'm going to do that. Like, I, 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 I don't think long term, like, oh, this is... I'm getting something so I can keep the, the bills on, you know, and pay the bills. 
like at least so I can do that and work on my side uh, thing that I think I'm really good at and develop that at the same time. But um, the, the main reason I went to community college, I got a scholarship for it. So I went in and I essentially feel like I didn't go to school because I, I, I like low-key didn't. I mean, I never stuck, stepped foot in my campus. I, uh, I did one club, never met anyone from my club, uh, just, you know, did it all online. So I kind of feel like I took a year off of just like academia, but I didn't because I was like, you know, I was still doing classes, but it was funny because the classes that I was doing, like some of them I was really interested in. So, uh, you know, community college is great. I think that there's a lot of like you meet so many different people and so many different age groups. Like there's not just like, you know, 19 year olds that are like, I got to order my fake ID. Like, you know, you don't have that. You, you got... <laughs> You actually got people that are like 27. They're like, I need to feed my five kids. And you're like, damn, it just hits you. It hits you different. And it's also, I got to work while I was in school and working everyone. I think everyone that goes to college should have a job, like a part time Mm -hmm. because it, it makes, it shows you people that there are people at that job that that is is their their life. life. That is their life. (laughs) And you're just like, okay. And, you know, you can talk to these people because these are older people and you can ask them like, you know, you can be like, hey, like, what do you advise for me? And they'll, they'll tell you, they'll be like, don't do this. You'll be like, okay, noted. Fair. Yeah, I'm yeah. The, I work at Athlon, I'm the, like one of the youngest staff members at my job. And it's interesting, like you have people who are like not too much older than you. So you have like from like their 20s to 30s, but then you have like the retirees. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, crap. Like, there's a huge spectrum of, like, different ages. Yeah. And you learn from all... Like, you learn from each person in their different point in their yeah. lives that they're in. So that's super interesting. I agree. Yeah, James. I, I kid you not. I had a... I was doing a, like, through the College Social Work Ambassador stuff. We have, like, co- you know, college fairs. And we go to community colleges. And we talk to whatever. I was in a Zoom. And this was at a local community college in Tennessee. And... It was a mom with twins. And I was like, she's getting she's getting her degree. She's doing this all online. Like, she wants to do something larger with herself. But, like, while having children, while working, while going to school, like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Shout out moms, bro. Shout Actually, out moms. Shout out anyone who's a single parent and gets their degree. That is, that is like, you are a baller. You are actually a You're baller. You're a hero. That's insane. Superhero. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you pay for it yourself. Or you go in debt. I mean... To each his own. Yeah. But what's it like at Oklahoma? Yeah, what's yeah. it like at Oklahoma? Yeah. People um, want to hear it. Okay, so my experience is a little different. Um, I chose Oklahoma because I'm studying musical theater and public relations because like James, I went into school uh kind of like James. Well, I went into school thinking, okay, I want to perform for the rest of my life. But the pandemic kind of put things a little bit more in imp- like, perspective for me, I realized that, like, the industry that I'm going into, <laughs> it was at its peak when the pandemic left, and it was completely, or it came, and it was completely depleted during the pandemic, and now it's slowly coming back. So I was like, okay, well, I need, to, I don't know how that my job outlook is going to be by the time I graduate. I need to find something else that I'm passionate about, and I've always wanted to be on the other side of the table, I've always wanted to be, like, an agent or a manager for talent. So that's why I'm getting my PR degree. Um, so I'm, d- I'm double majoring, and then I'm double minoring in digital marketing in Spanish. 
and Oklahoma. I went there because, A, they have a really good musical theater program, but also they gave me a lot of money. I'm on a full ride. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get to visit my school until I moved in on campus. Like, Mm. I didn't, I did not step foot in Norman, Oklahoma before I moved in on, on moving day into my dorm. Um, uh, it, it was definitely, like, a culture shock. Things run a lot different down there, and I'm not saying politically, just, like, the people, like, the interactions you have with people, people interact differently down there. Like, here, it's very, like, what you see is what you get. If you have a problem with somebody, you tell them. Down there, it's, like, Southern hospitality. They'll beat around the bush, and they'll treat you so nice to your face and talk mad crap behind your back. And that's, and it's just different Mm. socially, and that's how they work down there. I don't... I think it's immature, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, but Oklahoma, I feel like I didn't really get my actual experience because, again, of the pandemic. I had most of my classes in person, but that was because of my major. Because um, I was, like, in dance class and, like, singing lessons and acting. So, like, you can't really do that over Zoom. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping that this year is a little bit better. <laughs> Last year was a little lame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wanted to point out, you both, from community college to a big, huge, huge yeah. Big 12, turned money SEC. is, well, <laughs> turn SEC, we'll get into that in a second, um, like, money is still, like, huge factor, huge factor, Had you, would you have gone to a different school if Oklahoma didn't have the money, would you have considered community if college? I was going to wherever gave me the most money. And that's why I say community college is... A great choice because you don't have to have it all figured yeah. out. You can do it for a lot cheaper. We were fortunate that Harper has um, Harper was built into like our high school. Mm-hmm. Like it's also it's also one of the top community colleges yeah. in the country. Yeah, yeah, like, and I had I went into college with all my gen eds done except for one. I took a class at Harper this summer because it was ten times cheaper same. than Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like. I think the same class at Oklahoma would have been three thousand dollars, and I oh, that was it. Literally, I, I did the math. I ended up paying yeah. like mm, like six hundred, seven hundred for the same exact class yeah. at the community college. So, yeah. people, sh- I think the stigma around community college needs to go away because <laughs> I don't think it's even there anymore. Really, mm. like maybe a little bit. Maybe before but... the pandemic, I feel like it was definitely there, yeah. but now I feel like a lot of it's been normalized. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, people are like oh, community college, cool. I, def- I, I don't see, I really don't see, like, an issue. Like, I, I, I know, I think that's just, like, a generational thing where it was like, all right, you go to school, you get your degree, you go to the workforce, and that's what it's been the last 150 years or whatever. I think, I, I don't know and, if I, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't, I don't know if our kids are going to be going to college. You think it's going to be, like, trade school, or what do you think? It's- well, in Switzerland, God. you go to elementary school through like i guess equivalent years like eighth grade yeah and then you have the choice you go into the trades yeah or you go to high school or like the secondary yeah, school they have that in poland as well it's called and the then mm-hmm. you, you do your trade and then like so if you're passionate about something i mean you have For more sure. time to yeah. Do it. yeah and they start them young so if you have like a passion and then you go into the trades you're starting pretty young like mm-hmm. you're tra- starting your training very young but if you go the other route then it's kind of typically more like the american school system where you go you're but however many years to, like, the equivalent, I guess, of high school here. And then you go to university. Yeah. So it's different. And but I feel like we're probably going to run more into a direction of that, especially with the way our generation thinks. I mean, it's also, like, I mean, if you are if you are middle class, it's terrible. 
college is one of the worst things that can happen to you. I mean, if you really think about it, if you're anywhere, in the, if you're lower middle class, even if you're, you're lower class, but you're, you make a little bit of money, like it's, it's like financial aid is tough. I mean, like loans, loans are, are terrible. Like, it's just like, you know, it, and especially with what's out there today, like, I feel like, you know, uh, most of the stuff that I do passionately I learned it just by doing it, you know, or I YouTube or, or I YouTube. Exactly. Online. Exactly. I think, but I think like mainly the, the one thing that school is like incredible for is, is networking, but that's also, you have to want to do that. That's yeah. like, and that's not everybody. Not everyone's extroverted. You can go to school and not make a single connection. Exactly. And that's and kind of it. on you, honestly. I like, mean, yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to plug your LinkedIn later. <laughs> James, I kid you not, Jonathan Thies did that. I mean, yeah, Jonathan's trying to get those 500 plus connections, man. I feel him, bro. Yeah. I want 500 plus connections. It's cool. All right. Well, if you Shout guys... out Jonathan, bro. Yo, yo, I love, oh my God. Yo, that's yo, like my, Joe. That's homie. Well, that's, okay. If you, if you guys are fine segueing, I think we can talk about passions now because. Sure. Yo, I mean, that yo-yoing is his passion. That's sort of what he does. Yeah. You guys both have the passion for entertaining. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to ask you guys, what's it actually like being an entertainer? Because you guys have very different approaches to how you gift the world, like yourself, art, creativity, you know, life. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's tough. You, I, James and I, I feel like we've, the entertainment from two different sides i've gone in i've gone in more of the i have an agent like actor stuff like that so when i'm going out for stuff it's my agent sent it to me i'm in a pool of other actors i'm auditioning against the top of the top of the food chain to people like normal people like me um and it's tough like i feel like it's honest most of it and, like, you hear this from every celebrity who's ever made it, unless they had some way in before, is right place at the right time. That's entirely what it is. It's entirely it's what it is. Even for you, James, it's all algorithm-based. You well, hope your video gets shown at the right time with the right I mean, ads. to be honest, I'm going to be completely transparent. I, like, really don't. Like, I, I used to care a lot about it, and I would actually stress myself out. I have, like, at least, like, ten videos that I started, and then... When I got halfway through it, I was like, "This is not gonna. This is not gonna get me views. Like people are gonna hate this. Like I'm not. I'm not posting this." I struggle with that a lot, and then I kind of have gotten to the point now where I'm like, "I'm just gonna make like the next video I'm 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 coming out with soon is a Law Palooza vlog, and I'm purposely making the worst Law Palooza vlog ever. <laughs> like I'm I'm going out of my way. I just think it's so like, yeah, I guess it is algorithm based, but I've always believed that. If you genuinely have something and you are special, no matter what happens, like you're gonna find a way mm-hmm. to do it. I or mean, because like I have a friend that um, you, you can't be doing it because like I know a lot of people, like a lot yeah. of my friends, that they're like, I need to make this art piece because this is gonna get me followers and this mm-hmm. is gonna but get me views. I've never in my life thought like whenever I've thought like that, mm-hmm. it's always flopped. Yeah. Like I've always like I've always been like. Well, damn, that got like five views. Nice. Every single big project I've gotten has been an accident. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I was in this show called Trevor. It's going to pre-Broadway now. But, like, <laughs> I, I, before I got my audition, some of the people, oh, hi, dogs. Um, some of the people that were in the, the show eventually with me, they were telling me that they had auditioned 10 to 12 times before I even stepped in the room once. So I went to an open call just by chance, had one call back and booked it. That was it. And it, like, honestly, like, I feel like not the less you try, but the more you kind of just, like, put it in the hand, not put it in the hands of other people, because you have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of things just happen by chance. Like, you don't know you're going to walk into the situation you do. Like, I have a friend who was in that show with me. She sold everything, dropped everything, broke off of engagement, moved to New York City. Nine days later, she booked a national tour. Wow. Nine days later. And she was like, I don't know how I did it. She's like, I just went to an open call. It's it's that thing of fate. I mean, mm-hmm. like, that's the difference. I think it's it's, you know, the real people that actually become, you know, like the creators that, that I aspire to, they've always been like, I, even if I don't get recognized for this, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make you it. You love it. You, you making why. it is the recognition. Like the, the mm-hmm. it existing is, is what is beautiful. And I don't, I think It'll that come. your recognition will come. Over exactly. Time. Like it, it's the same thing with, with everything, you know, it's, it's, you got to do all, you know, you're not going to become good you know, overnight. overnight. Exactly. Yeah. And I think people fail to recognize that. Also in our culture, there's this idiotic, idiotic, this idiotic ideal of success coming at like when you're 17. Like if you're not successful by like 18, you're yeah. a failure. What the actual, excuse me, fuck, did that come from? Like, For, like, yeah. I mean, and there's been a lot of successful young teens. Sure. And what happened Zuckerberg. to them? Zuckerberg. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, Zuckerberg. But I mean, but also Disney didn't, st- he was doing stuff in his garage till he was 40. Like, like he didn't. Exactly. Um, like Morgan his, Freeman, I'm pretty sure didn't book his first major, major correct. movie yeah, until yeah, yeah. he was like 52 or something correct. like yeah. that. And there's one lady from Handmaid's Tale she plays Aunt Lydia. I know that that she wasn't. I mean, she was like known, but she wasn't met, like sure. blown up famous until she got that role. Mm-hmm. And she's never, she's sixty. Yeah. She's in her sixties, so yeah. it uh, like it it'll come in due time. Like it it'll come. I think the biggest thing mm-hmm. also in entertainment is just like one thing about it is being able to be authentic and just like natural. I feel like I've never most of my videos I've made. Yo, Pio, you want to come out here? <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. good. <laughs> Are you still podcasting? Yo. Yeah. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to meet you. It's okay. We'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. <laughs> Later. Later. Um, one big thing, I don't know how you feel about this in entertainment from what I've noticed, is like just being able to naturally like transmute an idea into its physical form not being like i'm gonna plan everything of this out but being like just intuitively being like okay i want this to happen and then you have to manifest it well a little bit it's man yes not like pen to paper manifesting i'm saying if you put it out there and you're determined to do it but it's also like not being fixated like this needs to be exact like being able Mm -hmm. for it to kind of take its morph. own yeah, yeah morph and that's how a lot of like the su- most successful film actors i mean they're acting but like 
you're taught in film to make everything so minute. Like you're like you're having a co- like you're literally having a conversation. So like stage acting is different, and where you have to make everything super big. Right. When you're in the camera, like most of the time the camera's two three feet away from you. Yeah. You don't have room. Like even the slightest eyebrow raise can completely change. Well, because it's also put on a forty foot screen. Foot screen, yes. And you know, even a little bit of overacting is gonna get you. 40,000, I, I guess, film critics on Twitter. Yeah. I didn't know this many people have their degrees, but uh, who know better than whoever actor is in a film. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, you just, like, most of the successful actors are not playing themselves, but, like, they there is something that they bring themselves bring into themselves. each yeah. character. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I got, like, I love, uh, one of my favorite actors is Brad Pitt. Like I, one, he's he's hot, and yeah. two, okay. looking dude, like he's just he just plays himself in every it like. Well, he plays he's different genuine. versions of himself. He, exactly, yeah. he's not fake. I he's feel not, like the person you see on film is just an is is him going through a different struggle. But yeah. The thing is, you're still seeing him struggle. You know, like it's not right. Nothing's perfect for Brad Pitt, but that's the point of the character. And I think you know? that's what makes good acting. Yeah, well, okay. If if you don't mind, mm. I, we did bring up an interesting point online criticism Mm -hmm. because you said you literally stopped six or six to ten videos because you thought it would be received well yeah what why why not just go no i want to make this this is my vision i'm gonna put it out there just wasn't mature i cared a lot about um my reputation as a person at the time i was also in high school and like that's fair if you're in high school, just get through high school. That's my my, my tip. Like, I just agree. Go, it's like, not the best years of your it's life. It's not, and the light is so much. The grass Lighter is so much greener the on the other side. Like I promise you, um, forget all. Like, bring your true your true friends from high school will show when you're in college. I mm-hmm. promise you that. I, I talk to a lot of people that if I never talked to. College, to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you go to college, obviously, but I mean, it's just like for me. A big thing was, you know, I had this like reputation. I had this image of what other people saw me as. Yeah, and I was just like, I can't be weird like this because blah blah blah. Like this isn't who I am. I'm supposed to be the funny guy. I can't make anything serious. It just wasn't good. And I mean, you know, I'm not a saint. Like sometimes I struggle with it now. I mean, one of the worst things for me, and you know, is just like my lack of. And it, I say lack of, like, I ha- I've i made a lot of videos, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for other people. I've done commissions. Like, I've made, like, I think made over... stickers. Stickers, yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I, like, I've made a lot of stuff. It's just, like, the one thing that I've always failed at and has always been tough for me is consistency. Like, consistently mm-hmm. making good stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm really honing in on making that better. Yeah. And I think the big thing was, like, I just always was, like, if it's... If it has my name on it, it needs to be a certain standard. And mm-hmm. I never thought about it like, hey, if it sucks, like the next one will be better. Like, you know, like and I had I've always had this problem. Like I even had it in sports. I played soccer. Shout out soccer. Football. Shout out soccer. But I would make like one mistake and it would just fuck with me the whole game. I'm like, oh my god. And and it wasn't that I was like upset at myself that I made the mistake. It was I let my team down. Mm-hmm. I let my coach down. Like I always you. cared yeah. about what other people thought. I never was like 
okay, I made a mistake. What do I learn from it? Like it was always or, like this weird pressure. And or I, I'm going to drill that part I messed up. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where like doing other stuff has kind of kept me sane. Like honestly, I think I haven't... Oh, I completely agree. I haven't like <laughs> dropped a video in uh, like over a month or and a half. Um, and, but I've tried to do one consistent thing and that's, I had this beautiful journal, um, which I call the book Ooh. of Zerk. It's, oh, yeah. it, it's the Zerk book essentially. <laughs> awesome. Zerk Bible. Maybe one day I'll publish it, but it's like, <laughs> it's just a scrapbook. And you know, even though I'm not, I, even though I'm maybe not making videos all the time, like I'm going to journal I'm, about me tonight. I may I'm be. just kidding. <laughs> No. Shout out journaling as well. Shout out journaling. That's a or, as a therapist. That's or, a great way. Where I also to get all this stuff I, I write. I write a lot of songs. Like I write songs all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it like one of the things is I want to do like video stuff, but I'd love to be a songwriter. I don't. Even, I don't have to be an artist. Like I could be a song. Like mm-hmm. I would love to write songs. Brad Pitt. Sure. Shadows. Sure. I could. Yeah. I could sell it to Brad. Could be Pitt. a ghostwriter. I I would I've literally offered people and been like oh no nah, man I write my own lyrics so I'm like all right we well, haven't heard mine you know <laughs> sitting with Eminem, the podcast yeah. I'm shaking my little last no, I'm joking, that's not, <laughs> oh. yeah, cut that out I'm not cut it. cut that out I'm not cutting it out um, no 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 but, I completely agree like if I as much as okay I think some of it has to come with I grew up a lot while I was at school. Like, I had to. Good. <laughs> know what Good. I mean? Like, yeah. I no, had no, no. to. I had no other choice. I moved to Oklahoma. My parents did not move me in. I moved 800 miles away with two, was, no, three suitcases and two backpacks. My classmates moved me in. I think that, okay, I haven't performed on a stage in uh, two years, mm-hmm. two and a half years now because of the pandemic. Um, I think that if I didn't have that time away... I would still be running myself into the ground. In high school, I was... You were... I was, that was nonstop. Yes. I My senior year... Hello, listeners. My <laughs> senior my senior year of high school, I was in seven AP classes. I was at the Goodman Theater in Chicago doing a Christmas Carol. Eight to ten shows a week. And I was auditioning for colleges. Like, I don't think if I had my time to step away... Get a bird's eye view of my life and what I want to do with my career. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think I would have burned out. I think I would have burned out. That's why my PR degree, I think, honestly, saved me from dropping out this school year. Because I was like, I cannot be around theater 24 mm. 7. I yeah. will go, <laughs> I will go insane. And again, kind of like your journaling, a lot of public relations, at least the, the, introduction classes that I was in is a lot of journalism yeah it's journalism work it's writing a story it's maybe it's not like writing your feelings out but it's still writing it's it's making art Mm -hmm. but in a different way yeah yeah um you changed the rule for our school because it was completely unrealistic they didn't want seniors to miss more than Three days of school. Three days of school. Because then they were afraid you were just going to not care. And you were like, I'm literally in Arizona right now. Yeah. How how do you expect me? I'm doing this for my college. I wrote to the principal. Shout out Tony Medina. He's the (laughs) goat. I wrote to the principal. I wrote to my administrators. And I got the rule changed. Because I thought it was completely ridiculous that I was being penalized for working towards my career like I didn't have the normal like the arts college 
process applying is not the normal college process. Mm. I had to apply to school, but I also had to audition for school. Like, I could get into, like, let's say, I could have gotten to the University of Oklahoma academically, and I could not, at the same time, have gotten into the program. Yeah. Right. I had to do, I it's basically like I had to do two applications for every single school I went to, and most of the time, once you get an audition, because you have to go through a pre-screening process, once you get the audition, you have to travel to the school. How many schools did you travel to? I oh was gone every single weekend for you like were, two and a half months. I think months. we did the math. You were gone for 48% of the school year. Yeah. <laughs> so what uh, what schools did you audition for? I went to, well, so Chicago Unifieds. I auditioned for a bunch of schools there. I think I auditioned for like 18 wow. in one wow. weekend. I went to <laughs> I went to New York City to audition for UCLA. Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Michigan. I went to Point Park in Pittsburgh. Sure. I went mm-hmm. to Coastal Carolina. I don't I don't remember which Carolina that's in, sorry. Um somebody FaceTime. Yeah, I know. All right. Um I went to where else did I go? I went to Elon. Sure. Like, I went to so many different places. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. My poor parents, and not luckily, unluckily and luckily, my mom didn't have a job at that time. Yeah. So I got, I didn't have to pay for any of my application fees. Oh, wow. No. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So, and usually if you're auditioning, again, if you're auditioning for musical theater programs, two different application processes, so it's two different application fees. Yeah, they're expensive. And that adds up. That adds up. For like 17 (laughs) schools. Yeah. So I got out of that luckily and unluckily because my mom wasn't working. However, it worked out (laughs) money-wise. But, I mean, like you said, like you are fortunate enough that... Your parents kept supporting you mm-hmm. that you could go to a big school and mm-hmm. follow what you want. Same with you, James, that you can go to a small school and do what you want, be passionate about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have, I have a, I have a, this is, this is from Isabel, but I'm going to apply it to you in a second, James. All right. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair if I didn't, I have a Hamilton quote <laughs> that's going it? to, it's going to transfer. All right. Okay. Um, legacy. What is a legacy? It's planting seeds in a garden you will never get to see. Okay. I wrote this quote at the beginning of some. Someone will see for me, America. Oh, <laughs> nope. All right. All right. <laughs> what? Because for you, uh-huh. and you just mentioned earlier, like, mm-hmm. you have an entire life outside of theater mm-hmm. that you're trying to focus on. You're trying to find you. Mm-hmm. You've done something that I know... Not many people have, mm-hmm. and that is connect to the, the community, stand up for something larger than yourself. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what's it actually like building a movement. Okay, so uh, are we talking about our lives? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, if again, podcast listeners, if you don't know, um, I and a bunch and now a bunch. There was like five, me and five other girls. Um, co-lead March for Our Lives in our area, um, and then me and this other girl named Ojas, we, like, started it. Um, March for Our Lives was started originally by the Parkland kids after, um, the shooting at their school, so I wanted to bring that organization to the community that I'm in, um, and so, obviously, like, this year, I was able to stay a co-lead because everything is virtual, so I could still, like zoom into meetings and stuff but now 
we have to pass off our batons <laughs> to the next group of leaders. Um, and I think that, like, we, we've made an impact on our community, and, like, that's what matters. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we did a, like, unfortunately I was at college, but, like, we did a coat drive, um, and we filled up, like, I don't, it was a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was more than Wings had ever seen from a drive. And, like, that's what kind of, like, like, of course, maybe not every single thing that I do in my life is going to be, like, a, a code drive. But, like, that's the kind of legacy I want to leave. Like, oh, shit. Like, that was, mo- like, not monumental. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to feel good about the work I'm doing. And I want to see not the recognition that I get, but that it's making a positive impact on other people. Yeah. But, but you also did say you were trying to bring it to Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? And I think I'm going to try. I mean, again... <laughs> With the pandemic, I didn't get to meet that many people, but I think, I'm pretty sure any call, any club, you have to have a certain number of people. So I'm going to try to, rec- not recruit, but I'm going to try to get some other people to start March for Our Lives. At, yeah. um, and maybe, I don't know if I want to do March for Our Lives University of Oklahoma, but I de- or March for Our Lives Norman, but I definitely want to bring that organization to my school. Yeah. And then, again, do my work and then pass it off to the next group of people knowing that what that what I and other people have already set forth can be expanded in the future I think that's a really cool concept but that's that's you mm-hmm. right that's not a, a performance that's not like that's something you care about outside of just acting right mm-hmm. this is all this does yeah nothing to do with acting it's all you yeah <laughs> okay I think it's because I went to the March when it happened in D.C., and I met, well, now she's one of my good friends, but I met this girl who was actually in the shooting, and just hearing her story from the actual perspective of a student, not from the media, not from, mm-hmm. oh, an interview, but, like, hearing, like, sitting in a room at a restaurant, because we were at a restaurant, and hearing her story was completely different. For like, sure. completely different. And then, obviously, along the way... I met other shooting survivors who were in the same shooting or other shootings or, um, or like, shootings in a city. Um, yeah. And, like, again, their stories are so different when... Not that the... I'm not blaming the media or I'm not blaming interviews, but, like, just hearing... Like, sitting in a room with somebody is different than hearing a video. You know what I mean? You can yeah. feel the emotion. You can feel Rebody. the pain that they went yeah. through. You feel their energy, and that's, I mean, I think that's, honestly, that experience was life-changing for me, and that's what made me want to do something about it, because I was like, oh, shit, like, I don't want anybody to go, not anybody, like, obviously, whoa, no, whoa. no, 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 but, like, but, there's like, some people you want to go through, <laughs> no, 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 I, like, I don't, <laughs> no, like, I mean, obviously, it's not inevitable that's gonna happen again, but I want to minimize the occurrence of something like that happening again, if yeah. I can. Yeah. I'm I'm one per I mean again one person but like if I can if I can change the course of something yeah. then or at least be a part of changing the course of something I'm, I want to do it yeah you know I, I appreciate that a lot I think that you know in today's day and age you know there's a lot of debate about like oh performative activism blah 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 blah, blah. a lot of people like to you know put the blame on that but it actually yeah. does take a lot of courage and a lot of strength to 
also without any kind of guidance really mm-hmm. be like, okay, we're going to make this movement like, mm-hmm. and we're going to do everything we can yeah. like to make this happen. Every March for Help. Our Lives organization is mostly high school students. Like this yeah. is a stool, st- stool. This is a student run like organization nationally. Yeah. Like start, okay, maybe there's some like, I mean, I guess there's still students, but there's college students, but that's about it. I think most of our leadership, I don't think any of them are older than 25. Mm-hmm. Wow. Except for, like, there's some mentors that come in and out. But, like, all the leadership positions, national um, and statewide and then local, are probably under 25, I'd say. I think we're going we're gonna to do it for our generation. <laughs> we're the doers. We're the, we're the doers. doers. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, instead of the boomers, we'll be the doers. <laughs> and then our next generations aren't going to do anything. We'll be like, Sounds what right. are you doing? What are you doing? When I was your age, I led, like, five marches. What are you doing? <laughs> Or, or the other day, I spoke, I, I don't even go to our high school anymore, and I spoke at the board meeting about how important I think it is to have more student... Voice. S- no, oh, student no. psychologists in our school. Hey, that's me! Because, because, okay, we have our student, like, we have our counselors for academics, but I think... We have, we also we have like eight two coaches. We have like two psychologists in our school. There, we have a school social worker and a school psychologist. Yeah. Yeah. For 3,000 students. Yes. So you're telling me that 1,500 kids are split between these two people? Correct. That's ridiculous. Well, it's also that kind of makes it almost a little bit, that kind of perpetuates the stigmatization as well. Because it's like somebody who's actually dealing through, you know, maybe they're, they're, on the outside, they seem like they have a lot of money or their family's okay, but their home is broken mm-hmm. or, you know, they're, they have de- you know, they're depressed or they have anxiety. They need to talk to someone. They're like, well, there's 3,000 other kids, like, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing I'm, their I'm time. In, yeah, I'm yeah. stealing their time. I'm in, in, insignificant. Yeah, that's, so I That's spoke. a part of the crisis in mental health is sure. people just being, like, they're not being selfish of like, I need help. I actually need help. Yes. I need help. Yeah, right so now. I sat there. Do you want me to read the speech I wrote? It's not, it's not long. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not long. So this is a speech I wrote in 15 minutes. Bridget Anderson helped me edit it. Shout out Bridget. Bridget. I saw Bridget at the Playboy Cardi concert. Bridget, if you're listening to this, thank you for tapping me on the shoulder. (laughs) I saw you for one second and the mosh pit closed. And did uh, it make your day? It made my day. I saw Bridget. One person right there. Yep. One person. In a sea of Delta very Well... (laughs) Delta Palooza. Delta Palooza was wonderful. Anyway, but this is what I this is what I said. I wrote this in fifteen minutes. Here we go. Um, the first oh, said, I sorry. <laughs> I introduced myself or whatever, and then I said the first year of college for a student is an experience unlike any other. But moving eight hundred miles away from home during a pandemic to a place that I hadn't had the opportunity to visit until moving day took a toll on me that was previously unimaginable. Before going to college, I already had diagnosed ADD and anxiety and panic disorders. I thought I already knew how to cope with my previously diagnosed issues. However, the shock of the completely of the complete unfamiliarity I was faced with left me with obsessive and compulsive tendencies, all of which I thought were completely normal. My number was three. Three taps on the door lock or my family will die. Three times going to the bathroom or I wouldn't be able to sleep. If you don't get your paper in by 6.53, your boyfriend will break up with you. And finally, coming three over and over in my head until I couldn't think anymore, and it began to affect every aspect of my life, socially and academically. I was on the verge of a breakdown. Luckily, oh, you had the resources that I needed to help me before I completely crumbled. And big surprise, I was diagnosed with OCD. I believe that if I didn't get the help that I did, I wouldn't have made it through the semester, let alone the school year. 
Um, my school is very upfront with what mental health sources they um, services they offer to students, um, and a multitude of counselors are available to talk, listen, and work to find solutions and healthy, healthy coping mechanisms, all of which I believe D211 lacks. We are informed about the resources available to us on orientation, and they go so far as to print the numbers of OU services, um, the psychologists, and I think there is another organization on the back of our IDs. Obviously, the services offered at a university are never going to be the, as vast as the ones offered at a high school. However, I do wish that more support was offered to me when I was a student at Palatine. That is why I'm demanding the board and state clearer, more accessible, and more plentiful mental health resources to its students. Without the services provided to me, I probably wouldn't be here today. And I wrote that in 15 minutes, and I wrote that at the school board meeting. And, well, at the school board meeting, I was getting yeah. a little heated. It was about, they were protesting the masks. Being one oh, in the yeah. school. But I got, because other people had spoke about mental health, and it was more about, oh, we need more counselors and police officers, but I went from a full mental health perspective. I got people on both sides of the aisle clapping for me at the end of that. Because I feel like the approach was more of a, I'm a human being first, and I need, like, you need to focus on your health. Mm -hmm. And these, I like, I don't know. I think that's really important. And (laughs) Mr. Medina contacted me. Apparently he wants me to be a part of, like, some initiative for mental health. I don't even freaking know. But... well. Tony, 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 Tony. and this this is why I bring it up is because same thing with making videos, same thing with standing up for something larger than yourself. It's so much easier to not do anything, to not do Mm -hmm. anything, to just sit around and not produce something or to sit around and let issues continue to fold. And I, I, I don't know, like, do you guys have any tips to like, get out there i don't i i feel like the issues we face today are it numerous and there there are people out there who can solve it but don't aren't supported or aren't listened to or aren't uh brave enough to get up there so i think um my ocd now that it's diagnosed has been both a blessing and a curse obviously like i've struggled with it a lot but at the same time like not that I'm saying compulsive and obsessive thoughts have motivated me to do a lot of stuff that I've done, but it's definitely helped because I feel like if I, if I don't do something that I strongly believe in, like that'll take over and I can't sleep at night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like it, it's been a curse because it's like, it obviously has taken a toll on me mentally, but at the same time, it's lit a fire under my butt and mm-hmm. like, it has made, like, it's the subconscious, I think that's made me go after yeah. what I truly want. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not blaming the disease, uh, or not the disease, I'm not blaming the disorder. However, I'm I'm more accrediting it because I feel like it's definitely, like, that's why it's, that's why I'm the way I am. And I'm not ashamed of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think Isabel answers that question perfectly. I, I, unfortunately, I don't think I have that strong of a, <laughs> thing that I've supported um but I do plan on in the future well actually I mean I've I've, I no that's actually not true I mean I I've been a big uh, proponent of best buddies while I was in Mm -hmm. high school I Mm -hmm. love that organization at least our chapter um uh, one of my one of the most life-changing moments of my life was going to uh 
to a um uh this uh project onward it's in chicago my aunt used to be one of the like a like a, a volunteer um and it's a art space for um artists with special needs mm. uh whether that's like a me- you know mental mental needs physical disabilities anything um and just seeing how talented these individuals were um it just destigmatized any kind of of um like Motion you had yeah any kind of like you know and and sadly you know even like in elementary school or middle school you know you see it sometimes where kids make fun of of kids that are disabled or Mm. you know throw the r word around and i remember that moment that changed my life and i just had this almost as if like a calling that i was like okay i'm i'm gonna like these are human beings these are people that are incredibly talented even more talented than i am and to just disregard their humanity would be such a like cruel just cruel yeah exactly and i went and got involved in best buddies uh i met one of my buddies and he was a three-sport athlete an actor (laughs) i mean this kid was incredible and Mm -hmm. i had such a great friendship with him unfortunately because of covid since he's you know doesn't have the best immune system i haven't been able to see him but i mean i'd say um sometimes you feel pressured especially today to find an initiative you believe in and, and and do it um, but I, I think that a big thing is time, you know, obviously I think everyone should be aware of, um, of the issues that people face. And also that comes from being open-minded and being able to talk to people and actually hear what people have to say, um, rather than just sticking in your cocoon and hearing what people in your cocoon are telling about other people. Uh, yeah. you should be willing and you should be able to go and talk to these people yourself and have your own uh, interpretation have your own, have your own facts have your own experiences because that's way more important if i if you know um there was no media video there was no you know youtube account there was no twitter post that i saw that made me be like i want to um you know i, I want to interact with and 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 befriend people with disabilities and treat them like human beings um and 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 help this initiative in any way i can it was i I just was at the right place and I was like, okay, this is, this is something I'm going to be a part of now. Um, so I guess that's my answer is, you know, don't, don't feel overly pressured to do something because you will, as long as you are doing, if you are on your journey of getting to wherever you want to get, it will come across, it will cross your path. And then it's just up to you to acknowledge it and for you to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump on this initiative and, you know, help out. Uh, a big thing for me it, going forward is I would love to uh, find a way to teach or um, administer resources to underfunded high schools or underfunded communities um, like, you know, computers or, um, you know, like have workshops for, for electronic production, music production and stuff like that. Give because, them a seat at the table. Huh? Like, give them a seat at the table. Yeah, like, that's, absolutely. That's like... Because, I mean, yeah. I, I like, for example, I'd love to do it in Chicago. I mean, uh, I don't have the resources right now. Yeah. But it, it is something that has been on my mind like where... You said you're on the path. Yeah. Um, whereas I would love to have, for example, producers or, or, or artists come into high schools and do workshops, sure. for example. There are a lot of people that are interested in, in you know, production, in, in video and, and stuff like that. And I'd love to give the kids that are the most most voiceless right yeah. now 
uh, an actual voice in terms of like their own, you know, I just, I would love to do something humanitarian in that aspect because I think that that will do, uh, that gives a lot more initiative on my side than being like, I'm just going to give my money to somebody and let them do it. Like, I'd rather be like, no, this is how I want it done. And this is what I want done because if I give it to someone, I don't know if it's going to happen, but so I'm going to real fast. So most people have a phone. Mm -hmm. What, what advice would you give someone who wants to tell stories who, um, like you said, is, is underfunded, underprivileged in most things, but has a story to tell, wants, has, is creative, wants to make a video or wants to show people what it's actually like, ha <laughs> plug, um, <laughs> what, what would you say to do? What does Nike say? Just do it. I, I can't say it because then I'll have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, by the word, Casey Neistat said something that has stuck with me for the rest of my life. It doesn't matter the camera you use. It doesn't matter the lighting you have. It doesn't matter who you are. What matters is if you have a story and you tell it. Nothing else. If, if there is a story that you have, there is somebody that wants to listen to it. And there's maybe somebody that's going through the same thing. Um, you do yourself a big disservice if you focus on just like your gear, how mm -hmm. it's going to sound, how it's going to look like. When Howie Mandel, I don't know if any of you read it. Howie Mandel came out with an article on Peep in People. I usually don't read People magazine, mm -hmm. but my <laughs> my aunt told me she's like, I, "There's a there's a really good article." Howie Mandel did an interview about his OCD. Yes. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> I'll read it. Um, and honestly, like I have never felt so seen because this is a guy who I guess is conventionally successful. We all consider him yeah. pretty successful he's not but, america's got talent yeah he's know. he's, he's not got, america's got he's talent got <laughs> he's a funny deal or, dude deal yeah, or yeah, no deal? deal are you kidding that's not that's not right, yeah. but like it was somebody <laughs> who struggled with the same thing as me doing i guess basically in the realm of what mm -hmm. i want to do successfully and like i had never felt so seen i read that article and i was almost crying because yeah. i was like oh my god like, and, he's going through the same yeah. thing as me, and his daughter's going through the same thing with me as me. That's so important, is knowing you're not alone. Yeah, like, like yeah. every everyone sees the highlights of these um, figures in media, or sure. just, like, sports they athletes. I think they have it all figured exactly. out. Exactly. There was a point where they didn't, and nobody yeah. looks at that. Nobody no. looks at where was Kanye Cause, West well, in 2000. Because no and, one, no and one everyone, wants to acknowledge that it's hard. No. You know, everyone wants to think it's it's three steps and then you'll get there. Well, that's why it's important. That's why people that actually have passion for what they do, they're the ones stay that stay with it. Stay with yeah. it because they don't, they don't care. And yeah. that not caring is what brings what you... What makes people successful. <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah. 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 So then, real fast, James. Uh-huh. That... James versus Zerky. Yeah. At the end of the day, what 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 distinguishes James from Zerky? That's a good question. You know. Thank you, Isabel. You're welcome. <laughs> um I would I would say that I mean James is my private life. That's like Not that's you. like, you know. I feel like Zerky was always kind of this like superhero for me, you know, yeah. when I was younger and it was almost like this alias that 
I it's like a stage. It's like a stage. It is it's like a stage. Yeah. yeah, it's stage like my name, performance. You know? And for a while, I made the mistake of trying to be Zerky all the time mm-hmm. to impress mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Now, it's just it's just my creative. You know, persona. it's my creative persona. It's my creative outlet, and it will. James will always stay the same. Like I'm always gonna be me, but I will always be changing. And the way in which I funnel my creativity, the way in which I do my things will change and that will show itself in Zerky. Yeah. Maybe you come and talk to me in a couple of years. I'm still going to talk to you. I'm still going to, you know. You're James. still James. It's the, it's still the, James. It's the, the ship of Theseus. The drip of Theseus. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think, and you know what? I think that I'm I'm still figuring that out. And I, I think that that's okay. Yeah. But um, it's like... I think it's important to have almost like a creative alias to mask yourself through yeah. because your personal life is really the only thing you have left. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you try to be your creative self, buddy, you're going to have a tough time. I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> I try, I tried it for a couple, I tried it throughout high school and yeah. it's just like, I had this fake confidence all the time. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, like, I, no, I, no matter how, like how successful I get, no matter how, whatever, whatever happens to me at the end of the day, I'm always still going to be Isabel. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, like I'm still going to be me. I like, I feel like I have come to a place Early on, which is good because I feel like a lot of people don't figure this out until later or they don't figure it out until they have to. Yeah. But, like, I've come to a place where I'm like, okay, like, no matter what happens, I am secure and is, like, I am secure as Isabel. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens to me, I'm still Isabel at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, the craziest whatever blow up media thing could happen to me, I'm still Isabel. Like, I'll still talk. I don't care. Like, at the end of the day, nobody can take away whatever success. No, you can take away that I'm me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you have to have that solid footing. Because otherwise you're going to lose yourself. And I'm like, sure. you see it with a lot of celebrities or or like, or even like people in your personal life. If they yeah. don't have a strong footing, they get caught up and washed away. Mm-hmm. They do. It's they very do. true. I had, a very, do. I had a very tough beginning of this year. And that was actually one of the biggest things mm-hmm. I learned. Like my mental health was, I think, the worst that I've. I and I'm not. I, I used to be somebody that was kind of skeptical about it. I'm just like, just close your eyes, like it'll be fine. You breathe. Know? But like, yeah, but then square it, breathing. Then I had it where I'd like wake up every day, and I'm like, didn't want to get out of bed. I was like contemplating, like, well, this is like the rest of my life. Like, you know, it was just a very. I was in a very dark spot, yeah. and. When I went to therapy and when I kind of figured everything out, therapy. shout out therapy. If you're that's a guy, me. go to therapy. <laughs> therapy. Oh God, um, but that's basically what this podcast is. It's just free I therapy. Love therapy. It is free you're therapy. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not alone. Therapy's good for the soul. But just just know that there's this. I love this quote. Like there's this there's this one quote I saw on a YouTube video that was randomly recommended to me. As sure. most things are. And it was, it sh- whatever it is, it shall pass. It will eventually pass. Mm-hmm. You know, you stay, you'll be yourself forever. But the t- the hard times, they're only here for a short time. Yeah. So acknowledge it, have fun with it, you know, d- drown in your sorrow for a little bit. Yeah. But it's going to pass. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and if anything, if time you, will keep going, it will keep going. No and if you treat, treat it right, 
it'll strengthen you. And I think that that's the biggest for me. It just like, it built me, it really built me up. And it, it really made me focus on who I was, who I was around, what I, what I'm, what I was doing, who I was going to be. And it was, it was great. It was, you know, I, uh, definitely needed it for sure. Yeah. Fosh. Fosh. Well, um, that's, I mean, I asked that question is because I think there's so much power in, you, you know, like this could be a double, like everyone says, oh, you just hide away on social media. And it's like, that can be good though. You as Zerky can reach a wider audience, can tell stories, can show what it's like and continue to, as James be a good person you Mm. on stage can continue to do all your work outside but also tell stories like the reason we love movies and tv shows is because we get invested in the characters and the stories that they have like greek mythology this is thousands of years old but we still know it because stories matter and they carry and I want to thank you both for sharing some of your stories. Uh, thank you welcome. so much. You're, you're a great interviewer. Yeah. I, I, I'm very Sean I'm very Evans shocked. level. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I swear to God, I wish I could be Sean Evans He's just because so cool. he, he gave us the, he was our virtual, like, Oh, yeah, graduation. he was. He was yeah, like, shut up, class of Palatine High School. Yeah, I'll pull up the video after. Yeah, who um, you're right. Everyone uh, listening, kiss your brains, For give sure it some please. love. It goes through a lot. It's just a meat with some electricity in it. it. I, I'm always here. My basically I'm getting, I'm trained sort of getting there. Um, <laughs> but remember, stay on the grind every day. I'm hustling, hustling, hustling every day. I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. Yeah. Just remember that. You don't even know how big the sound bars just went up. Yeah. Well, right. well, just remember to hustle, stay on that grind. Wake up in the morning, 5 a.m., entrepreneur. Like Big Diddy. Wake up in the morning. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Take five cold showers a day, not four. <laughs> Read three books. Or take three if you're me. Yeah. That's my number. Yeah. Get that alpha male energy. <laughs> take the red pill, the red pill. No, I'm joking. Yeah. All right. Anything to plug? James, a TikTok, an Instagram, a, Man, a, forget, a video, for, your Lala video coming out? Yeah, it'll come out. It'll come out. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> y'all are going to find out where I'm going to school very soon. Oh. Because mm. um, I haven't talked about that yet. Can you tell us after this podcast? I can. Okay. You already saw my shirt. That's where I'm going. What's that? I don't remember. Okay, you okay. <laughs> Well... <laughs> You can find me at Zerky underscore on Instagram. You have to spell um, it though. Z U R K I E mm-hmm. underscore. Zerky mm-hmm. made this. Zerky made this. And if you do follow me uh, and you're from Tennessee, let me know. I might give you a sticker. I'll send it to you. That's what <gasps> I just they, offered. Did they promo wow. code to like, DM you? Or? DM me. My name Jeff. All capitals. <laughs> I will give you a sticker. I'll send you a couple so you can put them up in. Uh, on your longboard, on your pedalboard. Do on your they cowboy boots. On your cowboy That's boots. fair. They do that, yes. On your Tennessee gear. Isabel, anything to plug? Uh, my Instagram is Isabel, I-S-A-V-E-L dot Fiona, F-I-O-N-A. Yes. Follow me on there, I guess. Oh, and shout out Dave Ramsey. <laughs> shout out Dave Ramsey, Tennessee alone. Follow Dave Ramsey, Follow I Dave guess. Ramsey I for your Roth IRA. Oh, my God. <laughs> The retirement uh, numbers. Start investing now. All right. Um, 
Thank you, Are you guys so much. Are you going to have ads oh. on this? Like, the real podcast? You think, I, you think I'm a podcast? <laughs> no, I have Today's I have podcast is sponsored by D's. Your favorite types of nuts. Yeah. D's nuts. <laughs> Got him. I wish. Put in, awesome. put in com- <laughs> promo code Candice for 25% off. <laughs> no, I do have an intro, and I swear to God, if I do get ads one day, I'm going to make those things fun. Like, oh, yeah. I, at I the, at the intro. Like, Are if, you depressed? <laughs> Good. 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 I'll better help. By the time I'm getting ads, I'll probably actually be doing private therapy, so like I could actually help. You could. You could be like, yeah. You could pull yourself. I could. Um, thank Uh, (laughs) thank y'all so much. That is what it's uh, actually like. That's what it's actually like being Isabel King. And that's what it's actually like being Zerky. Shout me out. All right. Oh my god. Have a good day. (laughs) Go balls. Go balls. Yeah. Go. I'm boomer sooner. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. If you've made it this far, please consider liking and following the show, which we'll post every Sunday afternoon. And remember, everyone has a story to share. So if you'd like to see what it's actually like being on Actually Like, follow my Instagram at P-A-N-G-E-L-A-C-C-I-O and DM me anytime. Take care.